Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. You're listening to the Husker Online Show, your authority on Nebraska athletics. Yeah, I don't care who people are picking. I, I don't. There's a lot of really good teams in our league, a lot of teams that beat us last year that we didn't beat. I know we're better. We're better than we were a year ago, but we still have to go out and earn anything. Uh, picks are picks, guesses are guesses. Uh, 90% of the time you guys are wrong when you guess things. We're excited. Um, I, I think uh, there's going to be some confidence that comes along with that. I don't think we have the type of team that's going to get distracted by that. And welcome here to another edition of the Husker Online Show. Sean Callahan, Robin Washett, Nate Klaus. We're post Big Ten Media Days in Chicago, guys. As That was head coach Scott Frost. And what if I told you back on Black Friday week going, you know, after Nebraska lost to Iowa and finished their second consecutive 4-8 and eight season. And by the way, I guarantee you that Nebraska will be the unanimous favorites to win the Big Ten West next year. Would you have thought I was full of crap or would you like, you know what, I could see that happening. Well, that's where things are at right now. Yeah, I would have figured you were sipping a little too much Kool-Aid at that point. But that said, Scott Frost himself you know, when he took over, pointed to 2019 as a year where there could be a significant jump. And a lot of that had to do with the schedule. And then you base, you know, kind of follow that up with uh, the steady progression of Adrian Martinez and just kind of the offense as a whole. Uh, you know, and you would just assume the, the progression that the team top to bottom will make from year one to year two. Uh, there's reason to, to, to believe it. But I think that uh, the, the level of national hype, I mean, nationally within the conference, whatever, has been far beyond, I think, what most people locally would have assumed. You know, I think they probably just assumed Nebraska was kind of kind of fly under the radar a little bit, be a dark horse team. Eight and four-ish type team, yeah, kind of a... People a, are picking them as a dark a, horse to win the like Big a bo- Ten. Like a bogey golfer, eight and four-ish type year exactly. where you're like, you know, they'll be good, but not great yet. Yeah, the, they'll flip the record and go to a nice bowl game, and then you can build on that. But now, like you said, they're the unanimous favorites within the, within the conference media to represent the West in the Big Ten Championship. And some people are picking them to win it. And, I mean... <laughs> I guess there's a lot of questions within the conference, but you know Nebraska is still uh, a very much in flux team right now, and they still have a lot of questions they need to address before. I think people that really analyze kind of beyond the quarterback, beyond Scott Frost, um, you know, they, they got some holes to fill, and we have are a long way from getting answers to some pretty major questions that are going to define what the season actually is. Yeah, I think the the national hype. It, it, I mean, obviously, it's coming because of Adrian Martinez, right? It's, and Frost. Yeah, and Frost. And, Frost. <clears throat> and knowing, knowing Frost's track record, and, and especially when he's got a quarterback with the cali- you know, at the caliber of, of Adrian Martinez. Um, but I mean, there are a, a ton of questions. And so I, I think that national hype is maybe, 
maybe skewing, uh, you know, or, or blowing over some of these questions that, that really do need to be answered. And there's some big, big questions, major questions uh, that need to be answered on both sides of the football. So, um, you know, I, I wouldn't have called you crazy if you had said that to me, uh, that the Big Privately. Ten, yeah, <laughs> that, that the Big Ten media would, would, would call Nebraska a unanimous favorite. But I would have called you crazy, I, I think, if, if you told me that national media and, and all the, the publications are coming out and, and, and you know, picking Nebraska. I, I just, at that point in time, I don't know if I would have believed the national media would be on as much on the bandwagon as they are right now. And when they do that Cleveland Plain Dealer poll, it's pretty balanced East-West voters as far as that goes. And I almost got the sense Nebraska won a lot of voters from the East with the way they played Ohio State, with right. the way they beat Michigan, obviously with the way they played Iowa. Because, Michigan State. Or Michigan State. Uh, you, you get the sense the Iowa-Wisconsin media and fans are a little rustled by it. Like They're just like, wow, this is not supposed to be happening as yeah. quick. And blah, blah, blah. Uh, I, mean, I mean, you just <laughs> get the impression. sense that they're just mad about it. Like that, you know, oh, Nebraska's been in this league for nine years now, and this is what they're supposed to have been doing every year. But this is the first time since 2011 Nebraska's been picked to win a division. 2011, Nebraska was coming off a year where they were 10-2 and going into the Big 12 title game, favored to beat Oklahoma. They lost. Then they tanked the dang bowl game against mm-hmm. um, Washington, which would have been their first 11-win season since 2001 if they would have won that bowl game. But, yeah, Nebraska right now – hasn't been in this position in a long, long time where a legitimate, unbiased group of conference media members picked them to win a division. Well, when you look at it from the Wisconsin-Iowa perspective, since Nebraska joined the Big Ten, uh, by and large, those teams have done nothing but whip Nebraska. No doubt. And so, I mean, they look at it as this is a team that's won eight games in two years. We smoked them uh, the last time we played them, including when Scott Frost was on the sideline. What have they done to earn this? I mean, it's, it's basically like, I think they're looking at it. This is all just based on assumption. They're assuming year two is going to be better with Scott Frost offense. They're assuming Adrian Martinez is going to elevate himself into that, that next tier as one of the best quarterbacks in all college football. And so, you know, they're looking at it from, you know, more of a, uh, a, a personal, uh, perspective. Whereas I think a lot of the national, even East division media are looking at kind of the big picture as in, you know, there's a lot of reasons to believe that those assumptions will come true. And I guess maybe that's part of me, the, the bitter rivalry aspect of it with some of those West division teams that they're, they're going to wait to see it before they can truly buy into that. I think maybe one of the more underrated aspects of all this is, is the local media. <clears throat> Cause we've been, I think in this situation Burned. before, yeah, where where we kind of maybe talk ourselves into, hey, you know what, this this could be a really good team. Hey, Nebraska's got their quarterback yeah. Tanner Lee's ready to roll. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> Tommy I mean, Armstrong back for a fourth year. Fourth year starter. Yeah, I mean we we've been in this we've been in this situation before where we I got think, the t shirt and the bumper sticker. Yeah, where you where <laughs> you've kind of allowed yourself to drink the Kool Aid or or to talk yourself into thinking, you know what, with with if X Y and Z happens, this could be pretty good, you know, pretty good team or whatever. And and now I think after you, you know we've been burnt a handful of times doing that, um, you know you, maybe you you have some tempered expectations and, and maybe that's why um, our perspective is is a little bit different than than some national or, or even some some of the other uh, Big Ten medias are. You're listening here to the Husker Online Show as we give uh, early takes from Chicago Big Ten Media Days and really. It was somewhat uneventful from a Nebraska standpoint. I, I thought the favorite thing was um, the biggest thing that came out of there. Martinez getting on the national stage. 
Um, but the defensive line talk, Robin, you wrote a good article about the the Band of Brothers article you put together after media days. Um, that's a very confident group after hearing Khalil Davis talk about what he saw and Scott Frost discussing the gains. Did he say seven, eight guys putting like 800 pounds, 800 pounds. on the squat and rack I think bar? Nearly all of them were D linemen. So, I mean, Which I saw you doing that at Prairie Life on your last set. Yeah, I mean, I warm up with that. That's fine. That's a no spotter set, right? Oh, yeah, no spotter. No, no, uh, no back pad either. <laughs> or belt. Or belt. No, no belt. You ever been to a gym where like a guy with no spotters like fell or dropped the bar? I mean, yes. It's a complete. Where they don't, where they don't wear uh, or put uh, the clamps on, and then the weights they they tip to one side, then they tip to the other <laughs> <Yeah>. side, <laughs> all the weights fall off. I've seen that before. Yeah, That's you don't good. do that with eight plates. No. So okay, uh, nine. That plates. that was an example of you know just a tangible evidence of the the gains this this unit has made. But I think. The reason why there's so much excitement beyond that group goes kind of beyond the stuff that you can actually see, and it's because of that cohesiveness. I mean, this is a group that has gelled together as much, maybe more so, than any position group on the roster, which is crazy to think because they're the one that had the most transition this offseason with the new position coach, Mike Dawson leaving and Tony Toyote uh, taking over. Uh, but it's a veteran group that's played a lot of football together. And then you add to the equation one of the most important pieces in a lot of our opinions to the defense in Darian Daniels. And his impact in just a short couple of months has been significant. I mean, his leadership and his voice in the locker room uh, have been you know, remarkable, where teammates and coaches and Scott Frost down, down the line have all commented on the impact that he's made. And so you pair him with the Davis twins and his brother uh, Damian and then Ben Stilley, and you, know, you just go down the list. Um, they've got a lot of talent and a lot of experience and a lot of guys that are really gelling together. And so you know, I think a lot of the excitement is because of the cohesiveness and the, just the, the, the veteran uh, leadership that's going on in that group. So we'll see how it translates, but there's, there's reason to buy into that, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Five, I mean, five seniors in that group, but um, I think you, you mentioned the Darian Daniels aspect. And just, I mean, there's got to be, and I know this, I mean, this is kind of the, the uh, you know, interesting thing to write about or talk about is the, the brother aspect of, of the twins, the Davis twins and, and the Daniels brothers. But, I mean, there's got to be something to that, right? I mean, the, the, com, you know, the camaraderie and, and the, uh, just the, the overall relationship that you've got with, with somebody like that. I mean, uh, to, to have your defensive line kind of be comprised of, of those types of unique relationships is, is pretty interesting. All right, when we come back, we're going to discuss more from Big Ten Media Days, including this big fake news topic of division realignment that somehow brewed from a few media guys and took on a life of its own. We'll give our thoughts on that next. You're listening here to the Husker Online Show.